there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome into the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek, a podcast dedicated to everything you need to know about the squad. Get it to Murphy, right corner three. He's got an even 10. They're falling all over themselves on the bench. 10 for Trey, 32 points. The New Orleans Pelicans podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Pelicans podcast. My name is Joe Cardosi, joined by the impermeable Mr. Jim Eichenhofer because we are freaking. We are on a four-game winning streak. We are eighth in the West. We are now at 500 once again, Jimothy. Uh, I've just got two questions for you. Uh, what was your favorite uh, moment of the four-game winning streak? Because there's so many now. And why was it the Garrett Temple 3? <laughs> it wasn't the Garrett Temple 3. Oh, I know it's going to disappoint yeah, you. Yeah, but well, it was mine. I think my favorite moment was just seeing Trey Murphy defy the rules of physics and never hitting the rim on yes. any of his threes. It's one thing to make 10 three-pointers in a game, Effortless. but it's another to do it where... I mean, did he, did he even, none of them like rolled around the rim. None no, of them no. rattled in. None of them, I don't think even like scraped a piece I don't think of even the, the haters could be like, lucky shot. Yeah. Like any of those. Yeah, it's I like, mean, trigger. it was unbelievable that, I mean, they, I felt like they were going to have to replace the Nets if they kept him in the game any longer. And, He's on fire. Yeah. I mean, it was bananas. I mean, good yep. for Trey. Second youngest player uh, ever in the NBA to hit 10 threes. Uh, he was just absolutely bonkers, 32 points. And the other man in the game uh, who was uh, looking pretty good, Mr. Brandon Ingram, getting 32 of his own, huh? And he had a career high in assists with 13. Um, by the way, too, Trey was 10 for 12 from three-point range. It's not like That's he was insane. 10 for 22 right. and took a million, and it's like, oh, man, he was so hot. Yeah, he just did it with volume. It, I no, mean, no, no. To go 10 <laughs> for 12 yeah, is unbelievable. That's so, crazy. Yeah, but no, you're right. I mean, what a performance by both of those two guys. I mean, Ingram has been just on a tear lately. Uh, not sure if people will listen to this before or after this announcement is made, but I think he's got a really good chance to be Western Conference Player of the Week with yeah. the performance that he's had just across the board. I mean, shooting high percentage from the field, great on threes, assisting, uh, just hardly any turnovers, Yeah, averaging over 30 points a game. So it's just been such a great stretch for 
him and the team overall. There were so many good things that happened on the weekend that I'm sure we're going yes. to get into. Yes. But the best one definitely was the fact that the Pelicans, in one of their biggest games of the season, probably top two or three most important game, played maybe their best game of the season. Yes. So to be able to play that way, go into L.A. and beat the Clippers by 21, which is, you know, the Clippers are one of the teams that you're a little bit behind in the standings. Mm -hmm. That was kind of a jaw-dropping performance to play that well. I, I think that's the thing is, you know, we were excited about the wins because we needed them before, but we had no illusions about the type of competition we were winning against. Right. But to make that jump in competition versus the Clippers, because when you looked at the schedule, uh, this was one of the games I was more worried about than mm -hmm. some of the others. And to be able to come out that strong, to hold Kawhi, uh, you know, in check the whole game. It just seemed like a, a performance where once again, you feel confident in your Pelicans, no matter the foe, you no longer feel like you're just beating up on subpar competition. Yes. And I think the combination of how much the Pelicans have struggled on the road since say the beginning of January, as well as you look at this road trip on paper and you're like Clippers, Blazers, yeah. Warriors, Nuggets. This is not the, the, the trip that you want to go into with your season kind of quote unquote, at, at stake with everything kind of hanging in the balance. So for them to get that win to start this off, it's hard to even measure how huge that was. Now you go into this Portland game, a team that has been sitting some of their key guys and you hope yep. that you can get this win as well. So the people who were concerned or even people that were, you know, very negative about this road trip, I think a lot of them have calmed down considerably consider, you know, if you thought, Man, they could go zero and four on this trip, or right. one and three. There were a lot of people and, saying that. And now I think you have a really good chance to win multiple games on the trip, and and uh, it's it's crazy how much their fortunes and their outlook has changed just in really the last three days. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and you got to say Portland's coming off a of back to back, as you're saying they they they're sitting some of their guys, not sure what's going to happen with uh, Damian Lillard. But even if they play Damian Lillard, we have beaten the Portland Trailblazers with him playing. And mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, you got to go into the Golden State Warriors, Denver Nuggets, with a little swagger. Then you play the Clippers once again. There's just so much room to make hay here. Uh, and, you know, I'm just I'm just feeling cocky again, man. It feels good to uh, to now hang my head high. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the too small gesture to my two year old son when he's trying <laughs> to get some raisins. Uh, don't worry. I got him the raisins. I did dunk on him, though. I'm just kidding. He has some post skills. He swatted me when I tried to dunk on him, but he got the raisins and I'm just feeling good, man. And I feel like we can roll into the rest of this trip feeling ourselves justifiably so once again. Yeah, I mean, these games are so important. And I mean, you you referenced the game next Saturday against the Clippers. I, I feel like the, the juice in the arena, the enthusiasm is going to be at a very high level because, yeah. I mean, that homestand is also a bunch of teams that people are really going to be interested to see with mm -hmm. um, Kings, Grizzlies, Knicks are the other three games on that homestand. It's going to be packed. It's it's really been a huge reversal from a week or so ago after the first game against Houston and just want to see them continue to to stay hot and just yeah. keep rolling up these wins. Oh, and uh, one thing I did want to talk about because uh, once again I do check Twitter just to see what fire alarms are going off. Saw a lot of people panicked because Darian Sebron got called up. And they're like, oh no, is there an injury that we're not uh, being told about? Something like that. A thing they should know about uh, the G League season and uh, our Birmingham squadron, their season's over. Yes, that's a, a very large contributing factor to why he's going to be rejoining the team. I know this has been in the works for a while. I remember yeah. hearing a couple weeks back, uh, someone asked, you know, when is when is Sebron going to 
rejoin the team and the the response was he'll be back for the Portland game. So yes, this was all planned and this is all in conjunction with that season coming to a conclusion. Yeah. And then look, it's, it's hard to pay attention to everything. I get it. Look, I've been busy myself. Uh, I understand you got to watch every game, but look, I'm a dad. I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Jim, I know you've, you've been watching the games and you've probably got uh, more info than me. So like, I just, I know that the Western conference is crazy. I know that. Right. Uh, But you know, I'm looking at the games and look, look, the Lakers had LeBron. So I'm assuming, they must have crushed it. Uh, actually, they lost their first game back with him to the Bulls yesterday. Whoa. Yeah, that Whoa. was surprising. Okay. But, yeah, that was helpful for the Pelicans, so that give that a, a plus mm. sign in terms of positive news. All right. Well, the, the, okay, then you got the stacked Mavs. You got the Mavs with Luka. You got Kyrie back. Uh, facing Charlotte? Come on. Yeah, they actually lost to them twice this weekend. They lost Friday and Sunday to the Hornets. What? <laughs> this is... Bananas. How about the pesky jazz? I've been seeing uh, stuff about the pesky jazz. I'm sure they're taking care of business. Got to catch them, man. Gotta yeah, they actually lost twice as well this weekend. They lost to Milwaukee what? on Friday, and then they lost to Sacramento on Saturday. So 0-2 oh, for them. Oh! Yeah. Boy, who wrote this? I don't Oh, man. I should start paying attention here. Uh, let me go through my notes here. Well, it looks like the West is in more shambles than I thought, so maybe we should win some of these games. Huh? Looks like we can really make some hay. Yeah, the, and the hay has been made a lot already in the last two days, as, as evidenced by the, uh, the, the list of stuff that happened. I mean, it was... It, we would have been happy as heck with just the 21-point win against yeah. the Clippers. But honestly, like... It was kind of stunning as the weekend progressed. If you were paying really close attention to all the scores, it was kind of like, wait, the Mavericks just lost at home to yeah. the Hornets? So they'll, they'll beat them on Sunday when they play them again in Charlotte. Nope, that didn't happen. Yeah. And then, like we said with the Lakers, Lakers had a really good win Friday against OKC. They're on a roll. They're getting LeBron back. The streak is going to continue. And then the, the Bulls, hey, give credit to the Bulls because that was a big win for a lot of other teams in the West. Yeah. Bulls play the Lakers again on Wednesday, so they'll have another chance get to, to, to get, get them. So, but yeah, it was, I mean, everybody that was watching the scores – and tweeting about what this crazy weekend, world it was great. Do we live in? I, th- I think the only slightly negative thing that you could say that happened Sunday, and even this is debatable, is that Minnesota won, so that the Pelicans didn't move ahead of the Timberwolves in the race. They, we, they're in eighth right now. They would be in seventh if, yeah. if, if, uh, but Golden State but it felt lost so that good game. To watch them lose, right? So, too. so Golden State lost. So you're a little closer to Golden State now. We're we're gonna get into that yeah. towards the end of the show. Golden of that State's situation. more fun to hate than Minnesota, right? Yeah, Minnesota has really not accomplished a whole heck of a lot of the last 20, 30 years of yeah. their franchise. So yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I'm always happy to see the T Wolves beat the Warriors. Yeah. So it was it was good. I mean, a bunch of people actually on Twitter asked me before that game started on Sunday, who should we root for? And I said. I said we should root for the Warriors, but I said there's no really right, right or wrong answer here because either way, whichever team loses, it's it's a good thing. So sure. that's, that's how I'm going to look at yeah, it. Yeah, no matter what it does in the standing, it's going to feel good in your tummy, and it sure does today. We had a great Mid-City Yacht Club watch party with the Pels 12, and our own Aaron Summers was there doing, let's call it team reporting during that game. It was a late one. We're so glad that she was able to hang there with Gus Kattengell. So let's get her in studio, talk about the experience, talk about the big win, and uh, just get hype. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joining us on the Pelicans podcast, fresh off a very successful Mid-City Yacht Club watch party with the Pels 12, our own team reporter, Aaron Summers. You're looking bright and shiny. I'm guessing you didn't party as hard as Gus. Um, you know, it was it was relatively uh, <laughs> tame compared yeah. to Gus, you yeah. know. Um, Everything is. But we had a great time. It was an amazing atmosphere. The place was completely packed. Not even Sounded it. just the room that we were in, but I was walking around and there were tons of Pelicans fans behind us in the outdoor area, inside. I mean, they and we talked about this actually. They had the Pelicans game on every TV, which is not awesome. something that you could have said last year, probably. No. Like, you were still having to request Pelicans games if you went to a sports bar. Yeah, yeah. Jim was that annoying guy at the bar. I mean, you're not <laughs> afraid to be that guy, uh, but that's pretty much all the time, regardless yeah, of if you're I've done that Pelicans with, games. I've done that with some of my favorite teams in other sports of being that guy. That Syracuse. They, can you put on the orange? Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, we can definitely put it on, and I'm looking all over the place for where the TV is, and I realize that it's only on in the TV in the men's room. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who's asking for that? Oh, it's the, guy, the shirtless guy painted orange. But that's just Jim. <laughs> Jim likes to party. Yes. And, uh, but the Pelts 12, they actually messaged me on Twitter. They said it was one of the best watch parties yeah. they've had so far. Sounded super packed. Uh, it was great to talk to Rel a little yeah. bit. Uh, on the radio from the Pels 12. And it uh, looks like we got another one coming up tomorrow. So I guess uh, get ready. Round two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it's going to be a Tuesday night and it's going to be a yeah. nine o'clock start, but come we'll, on, we'll rally. be there at like eight. So coming out. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible just how loud the fans were in there. Yeah. And they were screaming defense on like the opening tip. Yes. It was Unbelievable. Yeah, I was I was trying to say to to uh, Aaron and and Gus, Jim. I was like, you know, if y'all could get some sound of them, you know, just kind of being a little hype, it was easy because yeah. they were hype the entire time. You could just hear it over everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it didn't take long for them to get into the game. I mean, how incredible! I mean, the start obviously helped. Yes. Right? Sure. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, how amazing was it to have that be the big watch party and the game go the way that it right. did. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't ex- exactly the way you draw it up. Like you have all these people that are excited for a An game. AO run to start. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just and then Trey, Trey just, and BI just yeah. buckets. I don't know. It was perfect start. Yes. And I yes. think people are like, is this for real? Right. And they're like, Oh my gosh. Like, try to hit another one. and Even yeah. Graf was sort of not able to believe it. He was waiting for the bottom to fall out. He was excited. I, I was by myself in studio. Got to say, womp, womp, sounded fun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was busy. I barely got a chance to pay attention to the game because between trying to coordinate the stuff at the Yacht Club and then cutting highlights, highlights by yeah. myself, there were 29 highlights I yeah. cut because there yeah. were so many plays and Graf was just out of his gourd. Uh, with some of those calls, it was great to hear him excited. But even during the game, it, when there would start to be a little slippage, he was like, oh, no, the Pelicans are going to cool off. You just couldn't believe that it was going to stay wire to wire so Right, but hot. then he was like, well, they're still up by 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. 
Uh, so no, it was it was nice to see Graf relaxed and happy and a four game win streak. I mean, I, I cannot. I know it happened, but I cannot remember the last time it happened. It feels like a lifetime ago. I don't know when the last four game win streak was, but I feel like the loss at Houston to start that mm-hmm. weekend road trip. Yeah was basically like the bottom of the barrel, like the wake up call for this team, you know, like you go down double digits to the, that's the worst team in the NBA. Yeah. And just scrappy. I don't think they came out ready to defend them. Like BI talked about how they were playing a lot of hero ball and they're just, a lot of their players just trying to get numbers. I don't know if the Pelicans were ready for it that first game. Well, they were just kind of cruising. I think they went in assuming like this is the worst team. They were up by double digits. And then Jabari Smith Jr. Just, annihilates them in the last second of the game. Yeah. And I think at that moment, they're like, dang. Yeah, maybe imagine we where really, we'd be without that shot. Going maybe in. we really need to get stuff together. And, mm-hmm. and Coach Green said they had a lot of hard conversations. And I think we've seen the, the fruit of those conversations. And they've really realized, we've been hearing the word urgency for a while, but yep. they've really started playing like it over yep. these past four games. And it's good that we had some of these teams to, to kind of gain some confidence sure. against yep. with – you know, Houston, the you Spurs, learn how to the lose. Hornets. You got to learn how to win at the same time. Right. You're going making these playoff pushes. So yeah, it, it seems like uh, in recent days, though, we've learned that the Hornets may not be as uh, vulnerable as we thought. It was kind of a springboard playing mm-hmm. those teams. It, you built up your confidence. A lot of things went well. I think one of the things that I would point out to people who say after the they had won three games in a row and they're like, well, they only played those three teams. That's true. Those teams were all struggling, but you don't see everyone beat the Hornets by a convincing game every single night. You don't see everyone no. kill the Spurs every single night. We've so, been winning by an average of 21 points. Right. That was that was the part that was encouraging to me, not just that they beat those teams, that they, but they did so in such dominating fashion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's totally carried over into the game against the Clippers. It seemed like you saw the exact same team that had just pummeled three of the teams that were really struggling and do the same thing against the Clippers, even almost to a greater degree. Um, one of the things that I noticed when I was looking through some different numbers, um, since the beginning of the four-game winning streak, Trey Murphy is tied for the NBA lead in three-pointers made per game with Gary Trent. Now, it helps that he made 10 of them in one game. That definitely <laughs> yeah. boosts the stats. But, I mean... you like the second youngest player to do that. In the uh, NBA in the ever, NBA. yeah. It was yeah, like Anthony to, Edwards. To make, to make 10 three-pointers yeah. in a game. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, but I mean... What if what if, what are we seeing from him right now in terms of just the jump that he's made? Um, he had on March twelfth against Portland, he had forty one points. Mm-hmm. So basically, over a two week span, he's had two of the best games of any young player in the NBA. You know, over this stretch. Well, in in March alone, he's averaging nineteen points, over fifty percent from the floor, and then you add in the threes, he's taken almost ten attempts a game mm-hmm. and hitting those at forty seven percent. So. You can see in the numbers, the confidence is there. His ability to shoot is there. It's just about him applying that in a game. He's had his ups and downs, and you can see him out there sometimes when you, you can tell, like his body language, he's not feeling it. He does not feel confident in himself. But over the past few weeks, he's gone out there, and he's been aggressive, and he's told himself, like, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot the ball every time I get it. I'm going to look for a spot. I'm going to shoot anywhere, whether it's a corner pocket three or if it's at the top of the key or if somebody is like on him, you know, he's like, I'm just going to continue to put up shots Mm -hmm. and they're going in. And I think that's just continuing to build the confidence for him. And when he doesn't have a look from outside, he's doing a really good job 
just go into the basket. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also helping kind of just change up his game a little bit. Yeah. I, and it's it's hurting defenders. Like, they, they don't know what to do. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's such a versatile player. Like, you almost don't know how to guard him because he's deadly from three. Mm-hmm. He'll dunk on you if you close. I mean, he can take it to the rack. He can he can shoot from three. He's such a versatile player. And at his size, yeah. I mean, he's so hard to defend. Well, last year, I know at the end of last season, you know, he said, I need to get better, um, you know, with the ball. Like, moving with the ball, dribbling, creating, and not just – catch and shoot threes and we've seen that part of his game grow and uh, everybody that we've talked to mean brandon ingram called him the best shooter on the team Mm -hmm. after the game on saturday you see jim mccollum said that you know he's going to be able to achieve whatever he wants if he just puts in the work you know i see him in the gym all the time he's working on different things he's still growing into himself you know he grew a lot towards the end of his college to get used to your body right career and and he Started out, not a lot of people really believing that he was going to be an NBA player. Heck, his dad didn't think he was going to be an NBA player. And then he goes to Rice, transfers to Virginia. And I think that the, the ceiling is so high for him. And I think we're going to see him continue to improve. Yeah, I mean, we see a lot of guys in the NBA make a big jump in their second year to the point where sometimes people half-jokingly say that the most improved player award should not even be yeah. eligible for second-year guys mm-hmm. because it's like what you expect. But I mean... The strides that he's made right now, I mean, you said it, Aaron. I think what we've seen the last couple weeks and even throughout the course of the season, but more accelerated lately, is just understanding that the potential that this guy has is so high. And I've said before, maybe I'm going a little bit on a limb, but when I say this, but I think he has the potential to be an all-star someday. Well, David Griffin sort of talked about openly that mm -hmm. Trey Murphy was untouchable in the trade talks where everyone was disappointed Mm -hmm. in the lack of moves we made. A lot of people wanted Trey Murphy, and there's good reason that he was sought after. And you're starting to see now why David Griffin said, hands off Trey Murphy in those trade talks. And what a phenomenal pick at that part of the draft. He was the 15th pick in the draft. I mean, I can't say enough about our scouting department. Like we could talk about that forever, but Herb mm -hmm. in the second round, I mean, come on. What Herb did on Saturday against Kawhi Leonard, like we haven't even with a black eye, by the way, he held him four of 16, 12 points. Like Mm -hmm. incredible. Yes. Yes. Back to try. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just so happy for everyone. It's hard to stay focused. I think um, the comment that B.I. made about him being the best shooter on the team. I mean, to me, Trey is moving into that level of as one of the best shooters in the league. Obviously, he has to put more of a resume behind it, and that's going to take time. It's not going to happen in the first two seasons of a career. But I mean, I think he's on his way to being able to do that. And just to be so explosive to have a 41 point game this month. And then have 32. And to Joe's point, um, his two his one two point basket in the game Saturday was an athletic alley oop dunk. I think yes. it was. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's just showing the, the different parts of his game. And I mean, it's when you take a step back overall. I mean, I think he's he's kind of the epitome of this. Of just you, with some of the ups and downs the team has had this year, you forget sometimes that the future of the team is still very high. Mm-hmm. They've had times this year where you thought, man, they, they might not make the play in tournament or they're struggling or they're really having a tough time with players injured. Whereas at the beginning of the season, they were able to get through all of that, but still you take a step back and you see him have these kind of games and what Herb's done and what mm-hmm. some of the other younger mm-hmm. guys have done. And, and you realize like, 
yeah, they want to achieve as much as they possibly can over the next eight games and over this postseason. Hopefully they get in right. yeah. and make the playoffs. But I mean, beyond that, yeah, the windows I, just I still feel up. like we there's a lot of really good things that are coming down the road because of the personnel here. Well, I think Brandon Ingram, too, I, I think he's finally found his rhythm after mm-hmm. being hurt and yeah. coming back Definitely in. Definitely knocked off the rust. And they've moved him into to more of the point guard role. I mean, he's the one bringing the ball up, handling the ball. 23 assists the past two games. Yeah, most one, assists of his career one last turnover. game. Yeah. yeah. I, that's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. But he's done such a good job seeing the floor, putting his, uh, his teammates in positions to be successful. They're hitting the shots when he gets them the ball. Yes. And we had so many potential assists that just weren't going in before. Right. Now they're making the shots. And so I really like the move of of having BIB the, the ball handler more. Yeah. I think physically, too. I don't think that he's talked about this, Brandon, uh, at all in interviews. But I think physically he just looks better. If you look at – if you watch his last, like, five to ten games. Yeah, he doesn't look trepidatious When he first came back, it's yeah. a different It's a different movement. He's. It just seems like he's quicker. Everything's he's fluid. more fluid. Yeah. yeah more confident. So, uh, Aaron, I know you're uh, you're going to be super busy because you've got a million interviews you've got to do yourself. Always busy around here, uh, and you're going to be back at it again. Uh, we're going to have another watch party tomorrow night. Not sure how long Aaron Summers going to be able to hang out, but go uh, see Gus. He'll be the one doing push-ups with a beer helmet on, if not Jim. <laughs> uh, so, uh, when does that start again? Tell the people where they can go and uh, and check the people out at Mid City Yacht Club tomorrow. Yes, it is Mid City Yacht Club. Uh, the our pregame show starts at eight thirty with the game starting at nine but we'll be there a little bit ahead of time yeah. so at least by eight we'll be there in the boathouse so it's behind the main part of the bar so just keep walking straight and you'll you'll see the little house yeah on the side and that's what will be set up yeah come say hi it's always a great time to hang out with aaron summers and gus Cattengale. and uh once again i will be in the studio but it sounds like it'll be a lot of fun mm-hmm. and i hope you enjoy it uh, Aaron, I uh, guess we got another one tonight, another one tomorrow. Let's go, pals, huh? I mean, let's get some back-to-back wins yes. here. Yes, yes. I think the the Trailblazers are somebody that we should easily be able to win against, mm-hmm. but you just can't take it for granted. So, you know, got to start out good again. Yeah, They've done very they well in the lessons. first quarter, the last four, so got to keep that up. Absolutely. So let's, uh, let's hope we can keep this hot streak going against the Trailblazers and then once again against the Warriors. Thanks again, Aaron. Big thanks to Aaron Summers doing yo person's work out there at Mid City Yacht Club. And she will be there once again on the morrow. So join her and join us out there. Jim, whoo! Uh, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit, uh, but the state of the West is in flux. And, uh, you know, I'm going to call this Monday. Uh, because it feels good once again to look ahead at the schedule. I'm feeling feisty. Jim, set us up. Yeah, Joe. I mean, you know, we've had Western Conference Wednesday all season. I feel like we could call every day Western Conference something <laughs> yeah, now because gotta, yeah. every single day there's important games on the scoreboard. It's more Western Conference yeah, so, Monday. So on this Western Conference Monday, yeah. um, I think one of the biggest things to look at, I mean, we're obviously we're not going to have a show until Wednesday, so the Pelicans will be playing Portland Monday night and then Golden State on Tuesday. That Golden State game is going to be huge. Now that the Warriors lost on Sunday, you're very close to them. Yeah. So, I mean, just one of the bottom line things, if the Pelicans can win Monday night against the Trailblazers and then beat Golden State on Tuesday, the Pelicans will be ahead of Golden State in the standings. Oh, so, feel good. Yeah, that would feel amazing, especially with some of the gloom and doom that we experienced Dude. not that long ago. 
Um, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. I mean, to be able to move ahead of golden state would be, would be massive. Um, it's going to be hard to beat them at home. I mean, the Tim- sure. I was, I think a lot of people were surprised that the Timberwolves beat them mostly because golden state has been so good in yeah, chase centers at home. Yeah. Right. It, you're never surprised when they lose on the road, but right. when they lose at home, it's just like, Ooh, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Surprising that that was such a low scoring game too, that both teams I think finished under a hundred points. True. Yeah. If the Pelicans can keep golden state to that level of offense or even close to that, I think they have a really good chance to pull off a win. Unfortunately, San Francisco slash Oakland has not been a pleasant place for the Pelicans to yeah. visit. And let's just hope Herb has two eyes tonight. He had an eye that would be helpful. swollen yes. shut. Yes. Uh, yeah, Willie Green talked about it. He was like, you know, he could have easily gone out and sat the rest of that game, but he was with one eye, like, let's let's go. So sure. I hope he's all right and uh, can defend. And Herb will be, I mean, it almost goes without saying, I mean, he, his role is going to be so important in the Golden mm-hmm. State game. It's, it's important every game, but, I mean, he might have to chase – Clay Thompson around, he might get assigned to Steph Curry. I mean, there's no bounds to what kind of stuff you He's ask of him to do defensively. So um, those are some of the things to watch for in that game. But, I mean, just going forward, you know, we, we talked about this a lot today, just how excited everyone is right now based on the four-game winning streak and the dramatic difference in terms of where they are in the standings. It wasn't right? that long ago that they were 12th. Yeah. And now Looking they're Looking up at the play-in. Right, you know, and and now we're sitting eighth. Uh, we were seventh for a moment, uh, I right. believe, if, and then we uh, dropped one because for, of a uh, you know games played there. But mm-hmm. uh, it just shows it's so fluid right now. It, it's we've it been really talking is. about how crazy the West is, and it still is. Look, that we we talked about the the teams that are that have lost. The Lakers didn't look like world beaters with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Austin Reeves is like your third best player, that team still doesn't scare me. Uh, as much as the media may want to talk about their chances, the Mavs they have not looked good. And uh, oh by the the way, Luca's facing a suspension for his 16th right. tech. Right. Yeah. And I mean that the situation with Dallas is kind of the perfect way to kind of look at the play in race. I mean, I, I want to look at the Pelicans postseason outlook right now in two separate elements. The first is the play in tournament. And when I say that, I mean the, the minimum going back, maybe the last couple of weeks is you have to at least make the play in tournament. Yes. And I think the best part about this weekend from that standpoint is that they drastically improve their position because of Dallas losing twice, which we mentioned earlier and Utah losing twice. So Portland right now is in 13th place. I think they, I, I want to say a lot of people have ruled them out, but I feel like they've themselves have ruled themselves out yeah. by basically the way that they've handled their lineups and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that in one game that you, you're definitely going to beat them or that right. you can just walk over them. And hopefully they learn that lesson from that first Houston game. And, sure. Uh, now they're, they're going to be prepared. Right. Uh, Cause yeah, you, you, especially if Lillard plays, and that's a big mm-hmm. if, uh, right. you know, you can never count them out just because he's got that dog in him. Right. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I do feel like there's no team on the schedule. The Nuggets still, I gotta say, Nuggets still, uh, scare me a little They're bit, tough. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't feel like, oh no, mm-hmm. chalk up a loss looking at the it, schedule anymore. Right. And I think if the Pelicans can win, can string together even more wins, the, the threat of not finishing in the top 10 is going to completely dissolve. Mm-hmm. It's starting to head that way right now, where I think the teams that are above, Dallas in 11th and Utah in 12th are starting to have us at least a little bit of a cushion. Um, Pelicans 
probably are going to have the tiebreaker on Dallas. So that's another game that you add. If you can get two, three, four games ahead of them, you're going to put them totally too far in the rearview mirror for them to catch you. So, yeah. so that's the first part is get into the playing tournament. Now, the second part on the um, upper side of the standings is this might sound crazy. And I almost was hesitating to tweet this Sunday night, but they, they're not that far from the top six now. Yeah. So like what, what you thought you may have thought, Oh my gosh, they might not even make the play in tournament. They might finish 11th yeah, I'm thinking or 12th. about cutting my hair. That Alfred Payton hair might not. <laughs> yes, the Al- Alfred Payton. Um, you went from that to now they have they legitimately could finish in the top 6 and this s- might seem astounding, but I mean they're in a position now where on April 9th that they could just be in the playoffs and avoid the play in tournament. Now yes. granted, they're going to have to pull off some big wins to do that. Mm-hmm. They might have to beat Golden State head to head Tuesday. Sure. They might have to beat you know, some combination of Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, which are the three best teams in the West right now. Right. But um, they're right there. And the win Saturday, the Clippers right now are fifth. The Clippers are not far, that far ahead of you. You play them again. If you beat them at home, that's another team that you could put behind you. So yep. the, the list of teams that the Pelicans could now realistically say, we have a reasonable chance of finishing ahead of them or catching them. It just seems like it keeps increasing. Yeah. And so this that's where this four-game stretch has been so valuable. Another thing, too, I don't want to go too long on this, but they're only two games behind Phoenix. Phoenix yeah. is in fourth place. Yes. Can you imagine how much people's minds would be blown if the Pelicans ended up in fourth place? That might be a little bit of a pipe dream, and it might be a little bit unrealistic. But It's, it's fun on the, to get greedy. And it's Let's on, get greedy. And it's on the table. Yes. That's the part that is that's just the thing. incredible. It's just, just the fact that you can look at that. As mm-hmm. a reasonable, not pie in the sky, being right. a complete, you know, it, lunatic. It, yes, it's, yes, it's it's really, really attainable, especially as the Pelicans are getting healthier. A lot of these teams, like, look, you never want injuries to happen, but when they happened for the Pelicans, in the long run, may have accidentally been beneficial. You're starting to get healthy when other teams yep. are getting worn down, mm-hmm. and I don't think any team wants to see a fully healthy Pelicans, especially with some of the way they've been looking recently with B.I. looking like the B.I. we know and love with Trey Murphy coming on. Yeah. Whoo, boy, I think we can have some fun, Jim. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to see a fully loaded team, but, I mean, in the short term, the great news sure. is that what they do have on the court right now is playing at a really high level. Um last thing too, I'll mention about the West race and the whole situation is again, there's a bunch of games coming up on the scoreboard where two, two teams that the Pelicans are competing with are playing each other. And so something positive is going to happen. For example, Monday night, Phoenix plays Utah, either Phoenix loses that game and you get closer to the suns or Utah loses that game and you improve your position as far as definitely finishing ahead of the jazz. We want Utah out of the mix because the Pelicans went own three against them. We don't want them in any ties, that kind of thing. So, but there's a bunch of games Wednesday, Minnesota plays Phoenix, same situation. One of those teams has to lose. You have a great chance to gain more ground if the Pelicans can win these next two nights, I mean, the conversation that we're going to have on Wednesday is yes. going to be even more excited and optimistic and yeah. enthusiastic about the possibilities. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to do the whole podcast just hooting the whole time, just stomping around the podcast studio, having a party. But it's possible. Look, Portland's coming off a of back-to-back, uh, and uh, they, they lost that one, so you never know what their energy level is going to be. And then I think we've seen that Golden State can be had. I'm ready to roll, man. Jim, it's been a fun streak. So uh, let's go, Pels. Let's keep the good times going. We want to talk to you next podcast in an absolute fervor. 
So until then, we will be talking to you once again on Wednesday. Go check out that Mid-City Yacht Club watch party sponsored by Corona. Our own Gus Kattengale will be there. Aaron Summers will be there. You can be there too. And you can be part of the radio broadcast. Show up to find out how. We will talk to you once again on the Pelicans podcast on Wednesday. And until then... Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on pelicans.com, the Pelicans mobile app, or you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.